Jesus. And see, I guess we can go into this. Yes. So, um, <laughs> Lord help me, okay? Okay. Okay. Man. So, um, this goes back to my comment of mom shaming. I had a very, very scary experience in birth, near death experience. Jesus. And, um, I don't know this. I don't know yes. this story, uh-huh. guys. So, <laughs> If Just, you cry, basically. Basically. Okay. Because. Here we go. Mm, okay. All right. So. What's going on, everybody? With your host, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison. And you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Brittany had her baby four months before me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So almost what Brittany said was when, it, when it's close to me, it's close to me, you know? Yeah. And so I said, God, you let Brittany push. Her baby came out. This yes. is my portion. Yes. And um, prior to Brittany having Caden, uh-huh. I was gifted a book called Supernatural Childbirth. Yeah. And I was affirming, making declarations like, you know, my baby will come quickly. Mm -hmm. She will be healthy. Mm -hmm. And a portion of that book deals with faith. Now, during my pregnancy, I had a very, very unfortunate relationship with my father. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very stressful. Mm -hmm. So there would be days where my father would text me and I would just be crying because I was a daddy's girl um, and, and my family was my parents were going through a divorce during my pregnancy and so what the right time because here it is my superman is doing some stuff I don't agree with I'm a wife right you know and so it was stress like stress and my husband did not get it wow and I would say you need to defend me and Mm. he did not want to touch the situation because it's my dad and I was just like you need to tell him to stop texting me Mm. he was like you need to stop texting him he's my dad like and I'm in this emotional war (laughs) where I want to fix something with my (laughs) 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 with my my father but I don't it's like you know when you're pregnant your emotions are everywhere so in one moment I want to love on my dad and the next moment I don't want to deal with my dad wow yeah and so It was tough. So, anywho, so here I am making these declarations, and I heard God say, you're about to see me as your father. And I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I'm going to be real with you because it was kind of like, what you saying, God? I know you're the father. Our father was y'all in heaven. We know this. (laughs) We know you're the father. And so, (laughs) so it was like, okay, whatever. So my, okay, so this is what happens. Mm -hmm. So I go into my birth, I'm making these declarations, and I go Mm -hmm. into labor. My goodness. Um, And I'm, you know, laboring at home for a few hours, and then my contractions stop. After like 10 hours, maybe no, eight hours of laboring, Mm -hmm. my contractions stop. So we're like. So, okay, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Pause. Okay, so did your water break? You forgot to talk about that you were late also. Because remember, your due date, remember me and Mount came Oh, yeah, so let's go back. Date. Okay, so I was 40 weeks at this point. Okay. 40 weeks. So I was late. Okay. And so my water broke. And I don't know if it was because of something I did or if 
I don't know, because my water broke slightly. It wasn't a lot. It was mm. like a little small break. Okay. And once we got to the hospital, they had to actually... Break it more? A little more, yeah. Okay. So my contraction stopped, though, and so we called the hospital. And I had did everything that I could possibly do. Like, I had a black doctor. I went to a space that had great reviews. Like, yeah. you know... I remember Black, so. you were really diligent about yeah. that. I, I was that. trying so hard. So we get there, and y'all, when I say, so I'm a, okay, so I'm going to tell you this. Brittany, I'm just putting this out there. I'm one of those people who I believe in the supernatural, so I believe in demons. I'm going to keep it real, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I watch a bunch of shows, stuff about demons, so. Yeah. But I was praying. Like, I'm like, God, this is going to go good. Brittany just had Caden. Like, right. I'm not having no problems. You know, and so we get there and my contraction stops. So they immediately say, okay, we're going to put you on Pitocin so that your contractions can start back. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So the contractions start back and my nurse, a black woman, was at the end of her shift. Um, We could tell she was off. My husband immediately said, I don't like her spirit. But I was like, give her a chance, you know. And so I expressed to her, you know, um, although I'm on the Pitocin, um, I want to have a natural birth. I don't want to do epidural. So if anything, if it gets to a space, I want to try the alternative to epidural, which they'll give you like a shot of a painkiller before you get on epidural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so she was like, I said, do you have children? She says, yeah, but I wasn't trying to be superwoman. I took all the medicine I could get. Mm-hmm. And so that was the, I was like, oh, oh baby, you're goodness. right. Something's off with her. Jesus. But here I am in my mind, like, she a black woman. You know the yes. statistics related to black women. I'm Absolutely. trying to do everything I can to mm-hmm. protect myself. Yes. So what I didn't know, and this will be in my book later to be released. Hey, um, come on, famous book. What I didn't know was, at the time, Pitocin can be given to you in increments. And mm-hmm. so the higher level of your Pitocin, the more your the harder your contractions are. Oh my God. And so for some women, they increase it so it sends you into labor. Mm-hmm. Because it's actually the contractions that push the baby out. So the mm-hmm. higher the contractions, the more the baby, you know, and my baby started out in position, but when we got there, she had moved. Oh my goodness. So they were trying to get her back where she needed to be. Jesus. And so you're supposed to start off at the lowest level of Pitocin. Within 30 minutes of me being on Pitocin, we, I told Tay, I said, Tay, these pains are extreme. And I just took this pain medicine. Just that fast. Yes. And it was like 45 minutes. Wow. And so she, the number was six. That's all we remember. And so I said, come look at this. I said, tell me what you see. You know, he could tell me the best of his ability. It was on six. So we couldn't ask her because in that moment, I knew something is off with this lady. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do anything. And my thought process was my baby is what's important. So then yeah. basically what she did, she had increased my Pitocin levels to she three levels within Jesus. the matter of an hour. Oh when it went within an hour, I should have been at the first level. Wow. And so, but we didn't know this in confirmation until the next shift started. So this is the next morning. So what happens is my, I'm in so much pain. I'm like, dang, like I just took this pain medicine. The pain shouldn't be worse, you know? And so I said, you know what, sis? You're right. I need to take the medicine I can get. So they give me the epidural. Mm. And so mind you, the medicine that they administer to you by, um, Needle is uh-huh. fentanyl, what killed Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. So they give you fentanyl, and then on top of that, within an hour frame, I'm getting epidural. So I got all this medicine in me. And so... Jesus, T.T. Yes. And I'm telling you, y'all, 
it's crazy. So, all right, time progresses and I don't feel anything. Now I'm on epidural. Yeah. And so I'm good. This lady leaves the shift, right? Mind you, I still don't feel nothing. But I can remember. So the next shift starts. It's an older white lady. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. real with you. In my life, God has always used old white women to be a door wow. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this woman came in, had the spirit of God. Like the wow. first thing she said was, wow. she said, you just, she was like, your countenance. Mm-hmm. She was like, we're going to deliver this baby. We're going to get this baby out of you. Oh my goodness. And what was the confirmation was that the nurse aide who was learning with her was from Romania and a family that we know is from Romania, and their child had the same name. I said, okay, wow. God, this is you right here. So yes. I asked her, I said, what number do you see on this monitor? She said, two. I said, um, I said, so if it says six, what does that mean? She said, well, normally if it says six, that means we've inc- increased your Pitocin levels. I said, well, I'm going to be real with you. The lady from the last shift increased me from a two to a six in an hour. That's the only reason I got epidural. She shut her mouth. And she knew then it was like some malpractice, but my thought was like, that's not my focus right now. Yeah. So I she just wanted like, to let you I know just, so that I'm okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so and my she, baby. So she literally in this moment I could tell she wanted to take care of me. Yes. She literally went and got every pill. She said, What do you need? She said, Whatever you need, I'm gonna bring it to you. And I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs> no, so, because relax. <laughs> so let me I'm trying to make it quick. So basically what ended up happening is this same lady was on this same sh- the same shift the whole time. And what happens is she says, I'm gonna go. She said, but, but she was like, But before the morning, you're going to have this baby. So the next shift starts. And a black woman comes in mm-hmm. and she's from Trinidad or something like that wow. and um she said you're there she was like we're gonna start pushing she was like we're gonna have this baby naturally and i don't know if that lady told her before but they were for me yes and we start pushing we start pushing and my doc comes in we're pushing like we're trying like and it's going well and then my baby poops mm. And so my daughter comes in and she says, um, "Oh my goodness, poop it's is a sign of distress." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, "If we don't go in and um, take the baby out, you know, it could turn bad. This means that she's distressed and she's in position, but she's not. It's like she's not comfortable." And so at that moment, mind you, I've already gotten fentanyl. I already have epidural in me. So we go in for the C-section, and they have to administer more fentanyl. Now, in my mind, Michael Jackson died from an overdose of fentanyl. Right. Right. So I'm like, okay, God, uh, what are we going to do? So we get in the room, and I can remember, you know, they set you up because they got to cut you open. And Tay's there with me. Shout out to the single moms, because if you're a single mom and you do this on your own, I have so much respect for you because I don't know where I would be if I didn't have somebody with me. Um, Somebody advocating for me. And so, y'all, you're not supposed to feel anything. So when she stuck the knife in me, I felt it. And you're, I'm not supposed to feel anything. And so I'm like jerking because I can feel it, but I partially cannot move. Mm. 
So parts of my body are moving, but because it's the nerves, my nerves down there are still in feeling. And so at this point, Tay's like gripping my hand because he's like, what is going on here? And so I'm like, and I'm trying to tell him because I'm partially out of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to tell him like, I'm hurting, like I can feel this. And so all I can hear in and out is the doctor saying, okay, we're going to administer more fentanyl. And here I'm I'm like, you're putting this in me. It's going to affect my baby. Yeah. And so I can remember my lights going out, but I could still feel. Oof. And so in a moment, it's like I could still feel, and then in a moment, I could feel them, and then I go go somewhere. Now, from there, I don't know what happened. So I get up. Of course, I'm not there when my baby comes out. Like, it's an hour and 45 minutes till I even come back to life. Jesus. So... I get, you know, I'm there, and I wake up, and my husband is holding Micah. And so he's crying. Like, he's legit crying, and my husband does not cry. And so I'm like, babe, what's wrong? Like, what's happening? And he's just crying. And he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. He was like, I don't want any more children. And I'm like, why don't you, like, I'm confused because I don't know. Like, I'm confused. And I'm like, babe, like, what's going on? And he said, just say, Micah, I don't want to do this anymore. He was like, this is it for me. And so the next day we get in the car. Mind you, like, I don't know what has happened. And we get in the car. And I was like, babe, why don't? Why did you say that? And he just starts crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean. Like, what is happening? <laughs> you know and he said, I mean, buku tears. He's like, I thought it was just going to be me and Micah. He said, I was preparing myself to do this alone. And I said, why? He said, when they gave you that next dose of fentanyl, he said, you shook as if you were having a seizure. He said, I don't know if you could feel it, he said, but I could see it. He said, literally, I told him to stop. He said, like, I told him to stop. Like, he said, I thought something was wrong. He said, and then when you went out cold, I just thought you were dead. And he was like, oh I God. thought that this was it. Like, and 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 I'm like, oh, my God. I said, Pooh, well, that shouldn't make you be fearful, you know? Like, we can do this. And he was like, I don't want to see you like that ever again. And so then when, when we shift to this six-week time period, and I'm like, babe, you saw me go through that. I'm not even fully, like, I'm not even there, my nigga. Like, I'm going down the steps thinking I'm about to fall down the steps. Am I going to drop the baby down the steps? Am I going crazy? Like, can I do this? Like, am I doing this right? You know, and it's just like, for one, we're, we don't talk about, like, the trauma associated with mm. childbirth in this country. And we are mistreated not just as black women, but we're mistreated as women completely. And then... We're asked to be so super. Yeah. We're asked to be supernatural in a way that it's like, oh, you did it, so now we're here. But that's not the end of it. Like, you don't know what. And I feel like for women who get C-section, I was ashamed. Like, I, I this is my first time yeah. telling anybody. Brittany knew. This is my first time telling anybody because mom culture is like, oh, you didn't do it naturally. Yeah. But really, I was in a space where I couldn't. And I was mm-hmm. mad at God. And I said, God, I did everything I was supposed to do, and you still let this happen to me. And you let somebody mistreat me. And 
I'm dealing with this six weeks postpartum. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why did this happen to me out of all people? You let Brittany have her baby. Wow. Free. Yeah. She pushed him right on out. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I push my baby out? Like, why did this happen to me? And so here I am dealing with those questions, like, of whether I'm, here I am. Am I good enough? Like, yeah. can I do this? Am I equipped for this? Because it makes you feel like less of a woman. Yeah. Like, it makes you feel like you're not capable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, is it something wrong with me? Like, right. do I need assistance? And I really had to go through a space where I let God be my father. Because in that uh-huh. time period, which is what my book is about. Not making this a promo, but (laughs) I love that. Turn up. I love that. I actually definitely need some. uh... It's it's. But that's the thing. I think it's important. God, I can't get my voice together because. (laughs) No, that was a like. Like, I'm sorry. That that, that, we that we need a debriefing moment (laughs) because. That right there was a lot. And it was a black woman. That's the thing. We're so taught that yes. white medical people are the ones trying to, kill, the us. Ones trying to kill us. Yes. But there was a rude yes. end of her shift, ready to go woman yeah. who rushed me through a trying process to rush you along. that should have been precious. Wow. And so do you see your job as a job or are you on an assignment? Wow. And I think that people don't realize Ooh, this is precious a- to me. Like you should treat me with some dignity because this is this is something you that bring you forth life. Um, it's crazy. Like people are crazy. Oh, life. Oh, life. Oh. And that's the thing. Like, but I think it's important because what happens is, what happens is, you, you, we are in a comparison culture anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that whatever's happening for somebody, I expect to happen for me. Yeah. Oh because a lot of people, you know, don't know my birth story either. Of like, literally, my water broke at five o'clock, and I was throwing up all day. And I'm like, mm. oh my god, is this normal? Like, wow. why? Is this what's happening? And 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 are we okay? I'm supposed to have a water birth. Yes. I was supposed I to have a water birth. Dang, and I'm y'all. like, <laughs> I'm in this space where I'm like, bruh, this ain't you telling me these first time mom. Because and I know Titi's story because and I didn't know it in detail because at first, like I was checking when Titi told me her contractions had started, because we went over there the day after her her due date. Mm-hmm. And we spent the whole day over there just chilling with them, relaxing with them. And, um, you wow. know, I remember when te- when she was texting me, like, my contraction started, whatever. And then I was texting Tay literally all day, like, hey, where we at? How we looking? Um, you know, because, like, I-, I know what it felt like for me. And, yeah. you know, like, you know, the vomit- And you're that friend that shows up. Go ahead. Also, yeah. you know, Definitely. I- I'm 100% putting on my ground. I think you show up as friend. But... No, um, I remember that. that like literally like I couldn't eat I couldn't I whatever and it's like the truth is the truth of the matter Gee, is if I hadn't right. gone to the hospital I would have had Caden in the car or at this house mm. wow because by the time I got to the hospital my contractions never made sense nothing was in alignment yeah. you know what I'm saying they're like oh your contractions are gonna be long they're gonna be quick they're gonna be long they're gonna be quick and I'm like all right bet and so my doula literally told me she was like if you go to the hospital, she only told me to go to the hospital. I'm saying I feel like I have to poop. Like I'm like mm. I'm pissing on myself. Wow. I'm in the bathroom. I had thrown up five times that day. Oh my god! In like a seven hour time, and I'm like that. You know, they'd be like, if you gonna labor at home, relax, like yeah. get some rest. <laughs> so once yeah. you go to the hospital, it's a dub. And I'm like, you telling me that most first time moms their labor is thirty hours, twenty hours, whatever. It's a moment. So. Take me to the hospital. Give me the drugs. We're done with this water birth, this cute shit. <laughs> yeah, because 30 hours of this? Hello? What? I was on like hour eight. Like, nah, we cool. <laughs> We've done all we can. We just stand. <laughs> put me in the drugs. 
And it was like when I got to the hospital, like I literally had a contraction <laughs> on every floor. Wow. I had a contraction put my clothes on. I had a contraction on this floor. I had a contraction before I got in the car. And then I had a contraction in the car. Mm. And, you know, I was literally at the place where when I got to the hospital, literally I bared down. You know that feeling when the baby is coming and it's yeah. like, oh, I can't even control this. Nope. Like It's literally something's happening and someone yep. needs to fix it. Yep. I was only in the hospital for 20 minutes before the baby was here. Wow. And it's like, you told me that if I go, I'm more than likely going to be like three to four centimeters. Jesus. Got to the hospital. They checked me and I was 10, wow. dilated, ready to go. And my husband, Michael, was so mad because he was like, this is not right. This is not what we were supposed to do. This is not what it was supposed to be. And like, literally, I remember he called my doula and was like, they said she's 10 centimeters. She was like, what? She was in a grocery store, left her daughter in there and came to the hospital. I'm cracking because up. She was like, I'll give you your money back. And he wow. he said, I looked you in your eyes and I, I, there was no way because I didn't, I, I, I already wasn't well because this is not what the plan was. Yeah. So I'm already pissed because I'm trying to figure out, is this safe for my wife? Mm. Cause she's not okay. Yeah. And literally like, I remember the whole experience, but it's like, then it's, they don't talk about the mental, like once you have her, once you have him and like, now you're sitting there like. Is he okay? Is he breathing? What am I supposed to do? Oh am I God. okay? Am I about to die in the hospital? Like, yeah. I, cool. Now I don't get a baby. I don't, I don't have birth and, and all that stuff like that. My birth was 20. My, my actual delivery was nine hours. My actual like birthing process from like, you know, the hospital to delivery was 20 minutes. Mm. Wow. Like literally I was, I got to the hospital at 20, 2.20. Kaden was here by three o'clock. Mm. And now I am, I am literally over here like, is he Okay. Am I okay? Every time they make me go to the bathroom, what's going on? Yeah. Like, are you going to literally put me in a position where something happens to me mm-hmm. after this? Yeah. Then I go home and everybody's excited and the baby's here. And it's like, you literally are sitting here mentally spent. You're not spent. sleeping. You don't know how to care for no child. Mm-mm. The baby up forever. Forever. They don't sleep. They don't sleep. And it's like, oh, my Christ, this is where the fear comes in the mental yeah. health. And it's like, this is this is why my heart towards pregnant women and pregnant families. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I'd be quick to be like, come join our community simply because one, that's where my heart started to go to her and Corey. Like, yeah, for sure. We were the worst friends you've <laughs> ever had. <laughs> Unbeknownst to us, yeah, y'all didn't know. Could you, could you imagine? Yeah. You didn't even know about what she went through. I had no idea. Do you, that, want, you know I, what I'm saying? And right now, I'm just like, why was I not there? Oh my gosh! And Meanwhile, we all got infants. Right, right. Meanwhile, we all got we infants. All, yep. Trying yep. to navigate trying through to motherhood. Navigate. Yeah. You trying navigate. to navigate through too. She trying to get navigate through postpartum via C-section. With a C-section, I'm right. trying to navigate through postpartum, you know, natural delivery or whatever. But my mind is gone because, you know, now I'm trying to figure out what's, what's about to happen to my money. Yeah. Mm. Because as an entrepreneur, somebody who was traveling, who was always doing what I was doing now I have the mental capacity for nothing (laughs) you know what I'm saying and I'm like what's about to happen how can I bring a child to this world and now everything is different yeah you know what I mean and it's like we deal silently I think fathers deal silently because they got to deal with us you know what I mean and they don't want to like we already dealing with a lot so they don't even want to speak 
I have nothing to say. I didn't push the baby out. They right, had to pull right. Malcolm aside in the hospital, like, please check on him because I don't think he's going to make it through the birth. Wow. Because <laughs> literally was like, he looks crazy. <laughs> Somebody check on him because he's not going to make it. I can only imagine no. what Tay felt like. You that, know what I mean? My, in that moment. Like, he was texting heart. me literally like, it's cool, Brett. We good. We good. Yeah, the baby's here. He, te- he sent me a picture of Michael. When he- and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, the baby's here. I'm like, no, y'all niggas li- went to a went through what? A yeah. 100 Man. fully traumatic experience. That's so Ooh. crazy because, y'all, I think, I don't know. I don't know why it is, but my heart for, like, men, just because they aren't, they aren't the, first of all, this is just, this is just me just being real. Women, women are stronger than men in a lot of ways because because we are allowed um the space i think emotionally to build up that strength yeah um for men though when they break down that just really like even in movies in church church, baby that does something to me yeah no seriously for men to cry and break down i'd be oh yeah you're right right please just somebody hug him just and to my heart for tay Oh my God! To see his wife in that space, and that I right kn- there, and you, and then I'm scared because oh. I'm that woman who actually had fluid on yeah. her feet. Like, so I'm oh, in my, my mind goodness. thinking During all this medicine after the baby. No, oh, my, my pregnancy. Only thing I had to deal with was low iron. Okay. But like after, my feet are so swollen, and then oh I, I read too much. Yeah. Yes, we do. So oh here I am Dr. thinking, Google. Lord Jesus, yeah. it's over with. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, this has been jam-packed. I'm pretty positive this is definitely probably part two at this point yeah. um, of the episode. But, you know, let's talk working and momming because um, I was a full-time entrepreneur when I got pregnant. TT, you were full-time working, but you were in the midst of a transition or deciding to transition into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, London, you were... Man. So this was a, this was a part of my... Amante. Thank you. <laughs> this was a part of my fear. I, I, I had this thought while we were talking that a part of my fear as well was the fact that <laughs> not young <laughs> was the fact that I still hadn't figured myself out yet. Mm-hmm. Like I was still trying to. So when I found out that I was pregnant with Harmony, I was in real estate school. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end, okay. I was finna pass my test, man. So I passed the actual class, but then I found out I was pregnant with Harmony, and I was like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" You know, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was gonna do. So I was figuring myself out. That's mm-hmm. where I was. Yeah. So figuring yourself out. So let's talk um, momming and working because you know, yeah. for me. Being a person that was an entrepreneur, like it slowed down my business in my eyes. And then coming back wasn't what I expected. Like, I think as entrepreneurs, like women wish we could be dads because if we were dads, we could just get back on the road. We could get back to doing events. We could do what we were doing. But when you're a mom, you don't have the same luxury, but you're expected to be a dad. If that makes sense. Like society, like, oh, I can't wait to get back. Like, that's what I heard. Or like, I can't wait till Mm -hmm. I need that. Basically, you remember how Kanye used to be like, I miss the old Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I felt. Like I, and when he came out with his um his biopic, I mean not his biopic, that's a fake movie. But when he that's came funny. out with his documentary, yeah. his docu series or whatever, it was like I I I could understand that feeling of like 
that person is gone. And it really took me a long time to yeah. understand that the Brittany that everybody knew is gone. And She's peace with never it. to come back again. Yeah. I can never be yeah. who I was. And it, it was very difficult for me to even accept that as myself mm. because like, golly, like I had done all this stuff. I had become this person and now I'm this mom. People are like, Oh, Britt, your vibe is different. Like you, you real low key, you real chill. You love y'all be saying and like, yeah. La- uh, Alante always says, <laughs> she's like, Oh, well, Britt, you just, you just so wow. And I'm like, because, you know, Caden changed me and that's the truth. And it was like understanding. It took me a long time to be comfortable with knowing I will never be her again Mm. and letting her go at the same time, you know, especially as entrepreneurial women. And then it was like, I was seeing all these other women that were entrepreneurs and I'm like, y'all don't got y'all kids. Like, why am I the only person at home (laughs) with the baby? Like, what, 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 how do we do this where we're still out? I don't understand how this works. Where are your children? Hello, where are they? And it's not, it's not no shade, but it was like, I don't understand how people are doing this or how they're getting back so fast because I literally feel like one, I'm confused. Too, the biggest thing that happened was me now having to add answer questions that I never had before. Oh, wow. Like if if I was no longer doing what I'm doing, what would I do? Mm. And it was in those moments that I actually realized that I had lost myself in my business. I had lost myself in so many things that were Jeez. entrepreneurship that now that I have my, I think that was a part of the the depression was like understanding that I can never be her again. I don't know what I'm going to do now because I don't know. I don't even know her. Yeah. I don't, this Brittany I am, I have no yeah. idea who she is. How does this Brittany fit into my life? Oh, my Brittany's life. life. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I fit into wow. my own life? And that was so hard to literally even feel like I was incapable of doing what I had done. Um, Because I wasn't the same person. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think what you're describing is like when you're married to your identity in a season and then that season shifts. Yeah. And you have new responsibilities. And it's like, okay, who am I? Mm -hmm. Like with with this child now, who am I? And I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm figuring out who I am. To this day. (laughs) Like it's written out to it's crazy. Day. Like I literally <laughs> my job shifted. Yeah. And because London is a stay at home mom, Brittany is an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I work for the man. <laughs> and so good job though. Got get paid real good. Hey, yeah. Yes. And I appreciate that, but I'm 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 tired of the man, okay? Um <laughs> <laughs> but truthfully, like you it's almost as if like you're in an identity crisis. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, my gosh, hey, y'all. this is 30. <laughs> Let's not even add on niggas is 29. And it's like 29 wow. is the dumbest year you – I'm sorry to tell you this, the but 29 stupidest. is the stupidest year oh, I've ever goodness. been a part of because it's like you question everything, everything. that was a normality. Mm. And that's what oh I call – like literally I said I wanted to do an episode. We probably will, but it's called Identity Theft, being wow. lost mm. in what you're called, being lost in what the name is being lost in the accolades and it's like it feels so normal to just be in it but when you step out of it it'd be like am I tripping but like who am I what do I do like what do I do and I had to even get comfortable with the unknown I had to get comfortable with the fact that I literally have no damn clue no idea what I do who I am how I am what I'm doing but I believe that God gives us these seasons where it's like it's like where um you look at a a a 
a farmer who starts to plant and all you're given is soil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like in the season of darkness or the season of uncertainty, the season of not knowing you're in a place where it's actually just soil. Now you get to, you get, I mean, I, the podcast, me and Mike talk about all the time. The podcast was birthed in the unknowing. The podcast was birthed through what the hell are we doing? Who the hell are we? And if you strip it all away, which it feels like we've been stripped in that moment, what can I create? Because at the end, this is not to be deep, but we're going to be deep tonight. I got my sisters here with me. Hey, this is what we doing. And this is definitely, this is like y'all are real live in my living room, in my dining room. This is real live (laughs) how conversations go when we're together. But it's understanding that if you go back to Bible, right? Mm -hmm. If you go back to Bible, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form mm-hmm. and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. Come on, wow. girl, read it. I'm telling you. And the Spirit <laughs> of God moved upon the face of the waters mm-hmm. and said, let there be light. And there was. And then he created man mm-hmm. in the likeness of himself. What that now means is, okay, he was in a space of darkness. He was in the space of unknown. He was in the space where wow. there was no thing. There was nothing for me to go off of. There was wow. no guru. There was no blueprint. There was nothing. Yeah. I was presented with a blank canvas and what I said now became, but can I become if I don't have a darkness? Wow. Wow. And I'm going to tell you, this is so crazy that you say this because. Because li- I'm tripping and I know I, I hate no. it here. Oh, well, yeah, I hate it here too. But this is here is holy as here Brittany, is, as Brittany would say, and we're gonna choke that up to Michael Todd. Amen. But crazy Brittany says this because literally Saturday, I, t- I literally went and bought some pepper seeds, bell pepper seeds, because mm. I'm starting a garden. And Girl, I'm trying. So, Buy me. Let's pray about it because we don't know. Right. <laughs> but crazily enough, I'm watching this guy who is teaching me how to start this garden, particularly for the bell pepper. I can see uh-huh. for any other plant, but I think this goes to identity because with the bell pepper, mm. um, the Uh-oh. way he okay. says to cultivate it, you start with the seed. And he told me to get an egg carton. Mm. You put soil in it. Um, you put you wet the soil, put the seed in, mm. you cover it with a little bit of soil, close the egg carton. That seed mm. has to sit in darkness for five days until it takes root. Mm. And then once the root is there, you can actually plant the rooted seed into a pot. And then from mm. there, it upsprings and grows. Mm. And what's crazy is... I was literally walking in my house today and I said, God, isn't it funny how every other plant that I've cultivated only took light? But this plant here is starting in darkness. And how often we as people become so discouraged because Mm -hmm. of the darkness when really it's the darkness where we can be cultivated. And so or where we take root for the actual (laughs) growth to happen. And it's just so crazy that you said that. But that's the thing, though. It's like me and Malcolm talk about all the time. Like when we look at the present state of our life, it's like you have two responses. You can say. This is very difficult. I don't like it. You know, all that stuff like that. Or you can look at it and say, um, I brought him a card today, right? Because we were having a very difficult day wow. as as a couple. We were having just a very difficult day. <laughs> Our AC is out on the top floor. <laughs> I'm upstairs with a fan trying to take a shower. And I'm hot. Oh, man. Yeah. He's like, you didn't hear me calling you. And I'm like, you don't hear that fan? <laughs> right. Or I didn't hear you call Because y'all know I made a point later when he was upstairs and I was calling him from down here. And he mm-hmm. was like, I said, You didn't hear me? He was like, 
nah. I was like, I'm just oh. checking to make sure you couldn't hear me, correct? Mm-hmm. Because. Right. Okay. Cool. You know, whatever. Yeah. That's no, all that. Yeah. No, just checking. <laughs> just checking. But we were having a very, 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 very difficult day when we were really like back and forth at each other, like heavy. And I'm wow. like, yo, why is you talking to me like that, bro? Like, who yeah. the hell are you talking? Like, and it's like, you be mad. Like, and now I'm yeah. going at you. Like, who the hell are you talking to? Yeah, like, right. nigga, don't talk to me like that. Yeah, he don't do that. <laughs> Will. When it's hot. <laughs> and so, and we on the floor. That's cool. <laughs> and we not even hot. We not even hot. And so, you know, but I went to Target. Um, I took a, a, a TV timeout and I went and got my card because I said, and I wrote in the card, the card said, um, it said, yeah, times are hard. And it said, uh, on the inside. Isn't it like so a wife? I'm sorry. Just finish. Go ahead. You know, momming AF, wifing AF. Man. We are AF. Yeah. And I got a card and I said, this season will breed the greatest things we've ever accomplished My because it's in the darkness yes. that we have come out with. So- when I tell yes. you, we are spitting out ideas like it yeah. is ridiculous. But when we were in our heightened season, it's like you just good being high. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's when things start to get a little rocky, they don't make yeah. sense or you don't understand the season that you're in, that you're able to start. It's like I literally said, <clears throat> I told God. I was like, I feel like I've lost my sense of creativity. Wow. And it's like, in that moment, here comes a podcast. Here comes this. Here wow. comes that. Here yeah. comes that. Here comes this. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. But it's like, I don't really like any of this other stuff. I'm uncomfortable. I got a kid now. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Like, what yeah. is the vibe? And I was at an event this weekend and um, I was having a car. Eric Thomas, he talked about this. He said, um, and I was supposed to save this for another episode, but I'm going to bring it up now because wow. here we are mm-hmm. and here is holy. And here is holy. <laughs> and that, that simple statement is so <laughs> profound. Man, It'll... it has gotten, I mean, literally, we could just say just that. Just yes, that. literally. And it will posture your mind to be like. And it just. There it is. Okay. Here is holy. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That was one of his messages. Here we go. Just here we go. And I love it here. I love it here. I love it. And so Eric Thomas said this. He said, here's the hard truth. There are only three things that can prevent you from getting the things that you desire. Your own fears, your own vices, and your own ignorance. He said, your fears, the vices are the things that we're putting in, taking sex, um, drugs, alcohol, um, all this other stuff. I can't remember everything, but in your ignorance, like the places that you position yourself to be, the people that you position yourself to be around. Yeah. But when he said fears, y'all, because we, we already talked about fear and it's really yeah. understanding that in this space where I feel like I've been in control, y'all know me, I hate the lack of control. Yeah. Not having control worries my soul. <laughs> yes. I cannot, you said it when Mount called you yeah. um, about the house, the inflation is retarded. Like everything yeah. is going crazy. I'm like, bro, that was my house. Right. <laughs> I lost my house. Like, don't have the house. I told TT, I was like, you know, just pray for us. Like, while we make this decision, <laughs> literally the inflation, like, outpriced us. And it's like, in the moment, I can choose to feel like I lost my house or I can feel like my house is not, that's not good enough. For that me. Ain't good exactly. Enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Right. But he said this. He said, these are the top 10 fears that are holding you back. Your fear of change, mm. your fear of loneliness, mm. your, fear of fi- your fear of failure, your fear of rejection, your fear of uncertainty, your fear of personal loss, your fear of getting hurt, your fear of being judged, your fear of inadequacy, inadequacy and your fear of loss of freedom. Mm. And I feel like when we're talking about being wow. mothers, 
And, and and especially mm-hmm. if you're a mom and you're a wife, it's like all of those things are encompassed in one thing at the moment you take that test. Yeah. Oh, my god. Even if you don't speak about it. Because I was elated when I got pregnant. Yeah. But all of these things start to come up. Like, oh, everything's about to change. Everything. What's about to happen in my marriage? You know what I mean? Like, I definitely don't want to. I don't want to end this without having a conversation about how your child or children has changed your marriage because now we're not talking about just being a good wife. Oh my goodness. You're talking about being a good mother and still meeting the needs of your husband. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, oh boy. let me just say this for all the men listening. I'm going to be real. Brittany said this statement. Sometimes she, she wish she could be a dad. Ooh, let me say that earlier. When she got here. And it's no offense to the dads because dads are great. We need dads. Dads are necessary. We love dads. We appreciate dads. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Happy Father's Day. Okay. But let me just say this. Um, Marriage, I was just, we were talking to Malcolm and he said something that I totally agree with. Marriage is a decision every day. Yeah. Because it's not about love. Once you become married, it's not just love. No. It's now a decision. Yeah. Because you are serving and loving yeah. and engaged, embracing, growing with this person through yeah. trials, seasons, tribulations, changes. And you have to be able to embrace who they are in every season yeah. and vice versa. So I'm going to say that. But the first thing um, I want to say is that I think the outlook for me, I'll mm-hmm. say for me, so much changed once I had this baby. I'm not going to lie. I've always been hard on myself, and I think that is part of trauma. I've always expected. What is that tapping? Y'all hear that? Yeah, I do. Hello? Okay, it's gone. Okay. It's gone. All right. Um, always been hard on yourself? I've always been hard on myself just simply because, and it's crazy, it's something that me and Brittany sh- um, share to an extent, because Brittany has siblings, I'm the only child. But mm-hmm. because of being an only child, you were expected to be great. Mm-hmm. And you were expected to do what your parents didn't do. Yeah. And so there's always okay. that heavy burden of, Ooh. I got to do it. Yeah. I got to be the one. I have to. And so... <laughs> you do. And I think as a woman... You know, it, the burden in your life, if, if when you have a child, it doesn't get any lighter because now it's like, okay, I wanted to be a good wife. Now I got to be a good mother and a good wife. I still got to fuck you. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry to um to, to my Christians. I just had to be real that time. Right. I love when that TT goes. I have to <laughs> give you yeah. goodness, my, yep. my goodies. Yeah. And I got to make sure my goodies are good because that and is that is my assignment to my husband. Like, yeah. I have to do that. Be like readily I gotta, available. Readily yeah. available because yeah. I can't even withhold myself from you. When you ask for it, I got to want to give it to you. Want to. Damn, I'm still working on that, baby. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, hey, shameless plug, if you are wondering how do I get back. <laughs> baby, go buy your rose, okay? Brittany has been advocating for this rose. As a matter of fact, rose, I don't know if Brittany want to promote y'all, but here's an influencer, okay? Because literally. <laughs> you don't got one? 
I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> okay. So but listen, so there is another space of trauma I experienced after my birth. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, so, but I don't want to get off topic. So okay. what I'm going to say is that we are called as women to be so multifaceted yes. in, in every aspect that we don't even get us get the space Ooh. to not be our best. Oh my goodness. Mm. And that means even for Brittany <laughs> in the entrepreneurial world, she got to be her best yep. because being a woman is going to call for her to be better than all the men. Hello. Oh my goodness. Then, as a wife, Say it. you got to be cooking. You got to be clean. And oh and luckily for y'all, y'all got husbands that at least will try. <laughs> right, right. Try. Child, because my husband would try to make a souffle out of applesauce <laughs> and spinach, okay? I don't know what's going on, sir. <laughs> but, <laughs> Put it back. Put and say, it back. you know, I want to be like pork ratatouille. Boy, <laughs> get out of here. Mess out that can. <laughs> world <laughs> but you try baby you try. you try but then you have to again you you got to be giving your man yeah. sex you yes. i mean you got to look good, good. Yes. yes good sex you got to look good they want you to snap back yep. then the world wants you to be miss I, I seen a post today this girl was shouting out this other girl she said i respect you so much for um being a mom and having career progression and still working out and making it look easy. And I said, you know what, God, that's not my flex. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay. Because with in this that. season of my life, I need rest. <laughs> man. And you know what, my man? If I'm giving it to you good, and sometimes I look like bummity bum bum bum. Man. But seriously, bummity bum bum. I mean, <laughs> because I'll be real with y'all, this is one thing I struggle with. I was a very selfish woman. Mm. Um, prior to pregnancy, and I realized that in pregnancy, like for instance, I was very vain, and God had to heal me. For instance, like wow, my teeth teach. spread it out in, while pregnancy. Now y'all know it's some people who lose teeth, right? Not lose teeth, Yes, it's women who be losing their teeth, huh? <laughs> that is so crazy. Okay, no, you lost no, no. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I was not gonna say nothing. I was not gonna say nothing because you know you, you don't want to be picking, but I don't remember. I don't remember like you having a gap. Yeah. I don't remember you having a gap. Exactly, girl. Yeah, this baby spread my teeth out, and at first I was like, "My dreaming like my teeth." Because <laughs> <laughs> my mama paid for braces when I was in. I remember you saying you had braces, and I was. And when it was happening, I said, "Okay, I can deal with this. I can deal wow. with this." Wow. And then over time, as That's we got so closer, weird. I said, "Girl, who are you?" And wow. literally, right now, I'm in the process of getting smile direct. Wow. And, you know, for me, I've a, I've adapted actually this mentality of I don't really care how you feel about me. Yeah. But I looked at my husband and I said. And this is crazy how a woman thinks. And my husband might not even care. I ain't even ask him. Yeah. But I looked at my husband and said, you know what? I want to look like my best self because I'm yeah. getting I'm getting not back to my old space, but I don't want to lose anything because I don't want to be a woman who says, okay, you know what? This baby is my excuse to not be sexy. No, it ain't. And yeah. so, you uh-uh. know what I'm saying? Because my mama will tell me, quick, girl, don't you go get your big clothes. That's you so need to funny. Get back to yourself. And yeah. I'm like, for one, if I want to look like fat Betty. Anime, yeah. I'm going to do just I can. that. But CZ be cute, though. Do. Thank you. But what I'm saying is women think about every avenue everything. of making sure everything is okay. And I don't yeah. think we get enough credit for it. No. And it's just like, man, I'm I'm literally out here like yeah. 
y'all didn't make me show because right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and yeah. nobody really sees that. And I yeah. really got to get smiled to read. I'm paying for tea. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Dang, TT, that is so wild because I'm literally dealing with the same exact. I, I didn't even realize how vain I was mm-hmm. um, prior to, you know, having kids and stuff like that. So for me, it was my skin. My literal body skin started acting crazy. Mm-hmm. This is the same person who, you know, prior to um, having kids and also prior to meeting my husband, um, was a Hooters girl. You know what I mean? Come on, Hooters. But you did work at Sephora and they made y'all dress like mine. And also worked at Sephora. <laughs> oh, because I loved makeup. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Okay. Um, and I'm like... Laura, why is this like? Why is this happening to me? I was I was vain, but I also was insecure at the same time. That's what vanity is. Is that yeah. not what vanity is? It's like it is. yourself so highly, yeah, because the the innermost parts of you have issues. Wow, yeah. you I think agree. about it. Like think yeah. about it. The reason why I see myself so highly is because there's something I actually hate about me. Yeah, wow, I agree. La, I agree. La. Because after my baby, I have a double chin. Wow. And Same. I kid you. Baby, baby Same. when I saw this picture, I told y'all, did I not show y'all? I showed y'all this picture. I didn't show y'all, bro. I was trying to find it. But when I did this event this weekend, bro, somebody took pictures of me on the only day I didn't wear back black. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to look like I've been at a funeral all, all weekend. So right. Put on a little color. I'm going to throw on a little tan, throw oh. on a little jean. Baby, she took a picture of me from behind and the rose on my back. <laughs> Free oh, me. my God. I'm talking about full-blown hot dog. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm cracking up. But that's the thing. It's like we have the pressure to snap back. We yes, to, we do. And the crazy thing is, and I ain't going to hold you. I did tell my husband. I said, honey, I had the baby. I'm the only one with an excuse, baby. But what you got going on is <laughs> hard. You need to go get it together, honey. And now, you know, now I'm out here getting fine. So he like, so what's your excuse now? Yeah, wow. But it's like, damn. Now I got the pressure. I just had to push the baby. I had to grow the baby for months. I had to let my skin stretch, get dry, get stretch marks. Oh my gosh! I didn't even have cellulite legs. The whole reason why I got pregnant is because I was in the gym getting fine. Yeah. How does this even go? I remember you looked. You was looking damn good. And ain't that a shame though? Yeah. When you looking good, and they out here, let me ruin it. Let me ruin it. But I'm I love ruin it. Jump in that thing. <laughs> Amen. You out here talking about marital bliss. Okay, get out of here, my nigga. But Oof. that's the thing. I think it's important because the thing is, we feel the pressure of having <laughs> sex. And I was like, man, yeah. when I hit my six weeks, I told him, I talked to my doctor about mm. it. She was like, Brittany, if you're not ready, don't do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I will say, this is why it's important to live your own journey and go through your own process because there are women that'll tell you stories just like the same thing you said with pregnancy. So now you expect your delivery to go like mine. One of my um, homegirls was telling me about her experience with sex after her first child was just literally like, it was so painful. Like it was just not the same. And so I was so afraid. Like, this is going to be horrible. I don't want to do this. And I love sex. Right. Love. Love. (laughs) I'm cracking up. Love. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and now I'm afraid to do it. Now you out here trying to feel like you in this desert dry land. Now he got this 48 hour rule. Like it's been 48 hours. I said, tell me that one more time. And I promise you it'll be a month. Because the truth of the matter is I'll be just fine. (laughs) Rose and all. But anyway, that's wild. But that's the thing. It's like, I mean, when it comes to, I, I will say the baby does change sex because yeah. one, especially if you do 
Chill. I mean, I don't know what it was like for a C-section, but giving it naturally is like, I don't even want anything in here. Nope. Let's start with that. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Afraid. Because it's like, one, I had stitches. Oh my God. They were small, not a yeah. lot. But like just the thought and the knowing Oof. of it is like, this ain't the what? This ain't right. This yeah. ain't the same. <laughs> Leave me be. Mm. Then I think of like my mother in law. My mother in law had my husband and his brother 13 months apart. Mm. She was right back in the saddle. I'm like, no, thank you. Pass me by. I'm Girl, please. I'll tell you. Please. Because Shout I out to the moms who are doing it. I mean, pla- yeah. I mean, y'all are the MVPs, and I don't think we get our flowers enough because, Man. like you said, Titi, we're having to navigate through marriage we're having to navigate through new motherhood we're having to navigate through being becoming who we have to become now as new women and then let's not even talk about entrepreneurship you know what i mean and so my goodness y'all i mean we're obviously on episode i mean we're we're on part Part two of this episode the season finale so this is the part of the show where we talk about our life lessons so you know we're probably easily going to have to talk about this again in season two and like run it back but yeah you know what would you say like being a new mom what is what is the what is the most key thing that you've learned thus far and what would you share with a new mom or mom that's already momming when we talk about momming af like what is your life lesson so the first thing I'll say is because I am coming from the perspective of working for the man, the first piece of advice I'll say is take your vacation. Mm. Take your seat days, even if you ain't sick. If you don't feel like going, don't go. Mm. Um, and if somebody who I work with watching this, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but the second part, and I think the most important part, the thing that I had to embrace is don't become married to your trauma mm. and keep your spe- your mind an open space because mm. I think that one thing that childbirth does mm-hmm. is it unlocks a part of our brain that mm-hmm. is maternal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you begin to become a new now. I can't speak for, well, I can speak for these ladies because I've seen them yeah. get up and go mm-hmm. and I can't speak for anybody else who's having any chemical imbalances or those type of depressional issues. Man. But I will say that don't allow no one, anyone else's story to be your story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't embrace problems. Don't embrace or, or even adapt or adopt like, depressional issues don't let what somebody else tells you about their experience become a fear for you but take it one day at a time and if if nothing else pray um my god and of course i'm not here to of course be religious i don't know what anybody's beliefs are but whatever you believe take time to meditate and create a space for yourself to yeah Really open up your mind and to receive like the wisdom and the power and the grace that you need for your lifestyle because rushing ain't gonna do it. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, trying to make some shake ain't gonna do it. <laughs> and truthfully, like we live in a culture now that tells you you gotta be doing something, and sometimes it takes silence, sometimes it mm-hmm. takes sitting down and allowing life to come to you. Like we chasing, like and so many people are chasing a lifestyle, so many people oh chasing a look, Talking so many me. people are chasing money, chasing a place or chasing a space, and it's like you have people in space. That don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I'll say when you allow things to come to you and you really are in a space of peace, it's beautiful because you know that you have been prepared for that place. But it's a dangerous space to be in when you chase something and now you don't have the mental capacity to withstand where you are. So just make peace with 
where you are and what has happened for you and embrace where you are, man, because when you embrace a season, it's like you're saying, I appreciate where I am and it's the gratitude. And that's one thing I love about Brittany, you know, Mm -hmm. just to give her her kudos as we wrap up. Like, and you know, sometimes Brittany don't know how people see her, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like to see her be a person, even through her struggles, and you know, sometimes it's hard being that strong person. Yeah. But to see her be someone who's always affirming or someone who always shifts her mind into a space of gratitude, it's that gratitude and that mindset of openness that really gravitates goodness to you. And I heard this thing, and it's the last thing I'm going to say on TikTok. It says, show me how good it can get. Now, because I believe in the the Savior, I'm going to say, in your time or whoever or whatever you believe, I'm going to say, amen. Lord, show me how good it can get. But see, when you say that, you're allowing God to bring to you what he has for you, and you're not going after something. So that's the only thing that I'll say. So good. Yes. I think mine definitely piggybacks off of what TT just said. It's, you know, it's so cliche, but it's just give yourself grace, man. Just give yourself grace. I, I think that I tried to live up to so many. I tried to live up to so many different things, um, so many different ideas of what I should be doing, yeah. how I should be doing it. Um even as a stay-at-home mom, it's like, you feel so bad. No, I don't have a job. And then, you know, somebody comes to my house and it's a mess. And it's like, bro, yes, it's a mess, you know? Like, we feel it. Like, nigga, this is what life looks like. I don't know what you thought, but right. this is my life. This is my life. And I've been keeping these dead gum kids alive all day. <laughs> I ain't killed them and I ain't killed me. And they ain't killed me. <laughs> we, are, we are all here. Dishes. Dishes. Child, please, they're going to stay right there where they at. Oh, my goodness. Give yourself grace, man. Like, who just just give yourself grace. Sometimes you just got to be like, and, <laughs> and did. Exactly. <laughs> and is. Man. Um, I'm going to say my life lesson is make sure you get the right people around you because it's mm. very important. Um, we all go through life. Life be life and, and it's life and like it ain't never life before for Man. real. Um, and I think it's really important to make sure that you have a very strong circle of yes. people that in your good days, in your bad days, in your weird days yes. can be there for you to pick you up to have that conversation to see you down and maybe I just need the hug or maybe I just need the conversation I cannot stress to you how important it is to make sure you have some good sisters around you some good couples around you if you're married um, if you're a gentleman that's listening to this hopefully you got some value for how to navigate with your wife and what we're thinking and of course y'all know we're gonna do a guys episode we're gonna let them do them um, but it is so important to be in good community, um, to, to breathe life into your visions, to breathe life into your dreams, to speak over you when times are rough, because we've all had so many conversations when it, it's just not, it's not Man. it. Like life is not this what I expect. <laughs> like, this is just not it. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the both of them as well as, you know, the rest of the individuals within our camp, um, yeah. to say that. We have been in a place where at the end of the day for years, you're talking about a solid seven at this point, seven years, we have ensured the number of completion. So I know something is about to come forth. Oh, yeah. Did you feel that? You spend a minister. I know. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, you know, I believe that this is going to be one of the greatest seasons that we've ever experienced. So um, be, yeah. be be sure to make sure y'all follow up and, and watch this episode. Uh, we yes. hope that this um, shed a lot of light and gave some insight. We done. We done. Y'all know that Kelly Rowland song that said, let's do this dirty laundry. Um, we done gave y'all all we got. So, you know, we hope it was it, it was impactful and you understand yeah. that you are not alone. Get a community, get some people around you where you can be vulnerable um, and, and be 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 naked real life yeah real be naked amongst people and oh not feel judged and feel free to be able to say i needed to free myself of this i needed to share yes. this and you know y'all got lucky this time y'all got our nakedness in real life um but i'm grateful i feel free i'm not gonna hold yes. you i feel amazing I, yeah. i'm grateful and i pray that god um has shed some light for some people to really feel like i am not in this alone i'm not in this fight alone and yeah. go find you some community and so um this is another episode of <laughs> so let's talk about it pie but oh, season yes. one has concluded and we will see you guys in season two let them know how they can find you guys on social media you can find me on instagram at alante.zakia um i'm pretty sure everything tiktok all that is alante.zakia yeah so you can find me on instagram and tiktok under miss that's m r s dot d a n i g a d miss danny gad you guys have been great <laughs> and you can follow me at Brittany Danelle at uh on everything and oh, you yes. can follow the show at so let's talk about a pot um on Instagram, TikTok, all that. And then if you guys are ready to start sending us some questions, we got more. Uh, we're really going to start getting into that in season two. We can't wait to get to it. And y'all know Malcolm said, make sure y'all shout out to the producer. Let's shout out our producer. Malcolm I'm Harrison. cracking up. Um, but <laughs> yes, we'll see you guys in season two. We can't wait to unwrap more. Oh, yes. And it's going to be crazy um, because it's change season. So we love y'all. and We'll see y'all. Thank you to my co-hosts, to my sisters. Um, I hope y'all go follow them. I hope y'all got mad by you. We love y'all. Don't forget to uh, rate, review, subscribe, like, share, tell a friend, and we'll see y'all on season two. God bless. Let's talk about it. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.